Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics dashboard that's helping all you HR and people leaders out there get more time back in your day and not have to deal with tedious, time-consuming, and manual spreadsheets. That's right. We know every time you try to do some type of reporting, you're typically pulling spreadsheets together from a lot of different HR systems, trying to turn that into some type of data-driven view and story of your workforce, and you're always thinking there has to be a better way. Well, look no further. That's why we created Employee Cycle with our HR analytics dashboard with pre-built connectors to the most popular HR systems out. We can easily connect all your data into one place and you can have one source of truth. You can view, share, track, and analyze all that data from one place. Go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out. We'll love to give you a demo and explore how we can partner with you to help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest on the show. So please help me welcome Kamal Pradhan. He's the VP of HR Technology at Signify Health. And today we're discussing why HR tech is having its moment. Kamal, welcome to the podcast. Kamal, welcome! Awesome. Thank you, Bruce. Really happy to be here. How are you doing? Awesome. I am doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. So, Kamal, for all the listeners out there, they know how we always start off the show because we always love a good origin story. And so we would like to know, Kamal, how did you end up in the wonderful world? Of HR. Thanks, Bruce, for the opportunity. First of all, really excited uh, of you know everything that you're doing right now uh, in the HR tech space, especially on the analytics side. About me, I would say the story is not that far uh, back. Uh, about I would say 19, 20 years. Uh, originally from Nepal, Kathmandu, came to the U.S. Uh, early 2000, and I finished my bachelor's of uh, engineering, electrical engineering. And it was a time of recession, right? Uh, Luckily, I had done some uh, courses on the uh, computer side, too. So that really helped me. Um, But due to the timing, I didn't really get a whole lot of opportunities around the electrical engineering space. So I went into the the tech side. And that was the first time I really got exposed to HR modules, you know, data around HR. So I started as a developer. And slowly got into a lot of implementations, support, uh, you, you name it, benefits implementation, HR, um, and then there was a lot of reporting involved. And always been a social person, you know, and one of the things I really enjoyed was connecting the dots between data, especially around HR data, and how does tech enable that data to be shared throughout the company and make the leaders uh, make the best decision. So the last 10, 12 years, I've done a lot of um, consulting work, support, implementation, and I've seen this industry around HR tech evolved, not just from an enterprise perspective where you're supporting just your business, right? A lot of AI uh, work's been done. So a lot of companies, um, I want to say startups, are getting into the space. So 
And, and um, one of the key things I would say is after COVID, you know, HR has never been uh, so important in terms of retaining people, uh, you know, making sure reduce the turnover, hiring the right talent. And it all you know, revolves around HR um, processes, data, and the way we can go about it is using the right technology, right analytics, and that's what it makes us a, such a great time for HR tech, Bruce. That's awesome. Really appreciate that origin story and how your experience of HR and HR tech all weaves within itself. That's super awesome. So before we get into the topic, there's a lot of buzzwords that can kind of sort of talk about HR tech, but some people look at it as HR tech, but not. And what I mean by that is some people say, well, here's future of work tech. Some people talk about HR tech. Some people talk about work tech and so or HCM software. And so I'm curious, how do you define HR tech? Just so we know we're talking apples to apples and the audience and everyone is on the same page. No, that's a great question, Bruce. Uh, the way I think about HR tech is in, I put it in two different buckets, right? One is, depending on the size of the company, how big, medium-sized company it is, it's really to enable how HR data, you know, the basic functions, uh, especially from hiring and onboarding uh, and then benefits, payroll. So it's basically getting them through the door, you know, and paying them, making sure their benefits are accurate. And then all of those process, when it ties to finance, IT, that's when I think about the first bucket being a enabler, being that ecosystem, part of that ecosystem that works together. So our audit is right. Our books are right, you know, and we have the right headcount. So you can, we can do the basic operations day to day. The other bucket, when we talk about HR tech, is really covering the new generation from millennials to Gen Z, right, is how do we bring the top talent? Are we, do we need to improve our recruiting platform, right, to ensure that they can fill out an application in a zip and they don't have to go through 50 different data points to just, put, you know, enter a simple application, fill it out. And once we get them through the door is how do we keep that population engaged through employee surveys? How do we make their life easier? So it really comes down to employee experience, right? So it's all about helping the organization do the day-to-day. And at the same time, it's about improving the employee experience. Maybe, and when I say employee experience, it could be a contingent workforce. So that's where HR tech is, is that technology that would be able to deliver both. Got it. And why do you feel so strongly that HR tech is so much more important now than ever before? I think it's just, uh, you know, as a generation, as, as, as the world evolves, right, our attention span has gone down quite a bit, you know. So even the, the piece I mentioned about attracting talent, you know, when, when an applicant fills out the uh, application for, for a job, they really look at how intuitive is it. That, that's the first time they're interacting with the company and, and they know how innovative or how, um, you know, caught up with the rest of the technology pieces are. So from that, 
to really knowing about employees' engagement, to really know about how effective managers are or how effective the courses from learning to development are being rolled out. It all comes around HR data, you know, and, and that's, I think that's, that's one of the key points, Bruce, right here. Interesting. Well, you know, we always love when people care about HR data. <laughs> we definitely do. And so when it comes to the current state of how different HR leaders are adopting HR technology, can you talk about some of the specific drivers that you see in the business that you see a lot of HR leaders adopting technology to deliver on? But then also it would be interesting to talk about some areas you feel like there's a lot of software and technology out there that HR leaders are not adopting software where they could be solving problems. Sure, Bruce. I think it's it's really dependent on the type of industry. But when we when we think about you know working with HR leaders, what we bring to the table, it's not about revenue, right? We're always an enabler, you know, to different business functions within the company. So to do that, we need that HR data to. And to get that HR data, you have different ways about ways of going about it. You know, you can buy the best one of the bigger companies like Oracle HCM or Success Factors Workday, or you can kind of go with the smaller companies like Bamboo HR or you know that really cater to the mid-sized businesses. But end of the day, it's not how fancy the technology is, how big the company is, right? The product they're buying. It's about how well can it capture the data, can it store, can it provide those fundamentals for for us to then go towards the analytics. So the HR leaders that I see today is they know what's needed and they really look at, you know, for my organization, if I were to go with this product, what's the average implementation time? Some companies, depending on the size, can go from 12 months to two years, you know, or 18 months. And a smaller size company, it could be between four to six months, right? So the first thing is, will it take a lot of time to implement? What's the ROI after that? So we have to justify all of those. So the adoption really depends on the company size you're with and the implementation time, the ROI, and at the end of the day, can it simplify the data? Can it give the leaders the basic data first in terms of headcount? Can it do help with the day-to-day operations from getting people through the door, you know, getting them paid on time, and then going to the next level of the employee experience? So it really depends on, on the needs. But that's what I feel like the HR leaders are looking at uh, today compared to 10 years ago was just let's just focus on the operations. It's interesting you mentioned that HR isn't necessarily looked at as a department or function driving revenue, which I think a lot of HR leaders struggle with because they want to show that connection to the bottom line or even the top line. But under your assumption that it's very difficult for HR to draw that line of how HR can use their efforts to generate revenue, then what are the reasons and the drivers for HR to buy software? Is it mostly about saving time? Is it about automation? Is it about empowering employees? If you had to stack rank the most important reasons why HR leaders typically should and would adopt software, what do you think those reasons should be? I would say, Bruce, one of the key things uh, from the list you mentioned is 
going back to the two areas, right? It has to be making sure our operations is smooth. So there is no delay in paying people, getting them through the door. It's to get the machine running. The other piece is the employee experience so that we can, we know what's going on within the company. We can get that data. We can keep the employee engaged. But end of the day, right, what you talked about was, yes, HR is not the revenue uh, generating machine, but inversely it is. We do impact that because getting the right talent through the door and keeping them engaged, retaining the right talent will help ultimately, you know, grow the business. So it not it may not be a black and white saying we did X and then this is why the revenue went Y, but getting the right technology will enable us to quantify that, to say, look at the revenue before we adopted all these technologies and processes, right? And look at the um, turnover that... And now, after doing so, we have to do an extra, we have to go an extra mile to say, look at the analytics and look at what's, what's our revenue versus a headcount versus a turnover. So that, sh- that should be one of the driving factors to adopt technology. Got it. I understood. You know, it's interesting when a lot of people think about which departments are fast or slow to adopt software there's a general consensus that HR might have one of the toughest times to actually adopt software because it's so hard for HR to get budget for software. So do you think that's because HR leaders aren't making the connection enough to the bottom line? Or as you just said a couple minutes ago, HR should be able to say, well, this was the bottom line and or some situation in our company pre this software and then post the software this is how the business is operating. Do you feel like enough or not enough HR leaders are doing that, which is the reason why HR leaders might have a tough time adopting software? Or do you even agree with that statement at all, that it's hard for HR leaders to get budget? I, I think the struggle is real, right? Um, I don't think that all most of the HR leaders are unaware of the tech. They've been working in this space for a long time, you know, Yes, there might be some exceptions where, you know, it's we, we are the ambassadors. So we have to really showcase on why we need the technology to be able to do all the good things we've talked about. But at the same time, it's just not about implementing and adopting that technology. I think it's about educating the other sides of business. I don't think that's happened yet. And that's where we're in the process of, you know, as the business leaders from the CEOs, the C-suite executives, the ones that are aware of the need, at the same time, us as ambassadors making sure that we really educate and say, is it through the HR tech conferences, is the data from SHRM? We have to be able to show that uh, to educate the business on the investment that will, you know, bring the right results for us. I think it goes both ways. Uh, But at the same time, I think one, one of the key things that we have to highlight is change is inevitable. Ten years ago, the situation in tech space for HR, we had limited options. You know, there are only the big players. Now, there are hundreds of vendors out there. You know, so it's about exploring. It's, it's about educating ourselves and then sharing that knowledge on why we need to go really look 
beyond what we have or optimize what we have to get those add-ons you know so you talk about uh, employee cycle right if 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 it can do all the plugins and bring the analytics sometimes not going with a million dollar product like you know oracle scm is is you know is the right option but sometimes it is right so it it really depends but either way you have to be able to show maybe it's through a smaller spend but that change and that spend has to be done and that knowledge has to be shared throughout to to make sure hr gets the budget Mm, that makes a lot of sense you mentioned the explosion of HR tech over the past few years and how there's hundreds, if not thousands, of vendors, which is absolutely true. It's interesting to think about the comparison of HR tech in the marketing tech landscape because at one point, marketing was very basic, very few systems. And then a little bit before HR's movement, marketing had this big explosion where all of a sudden you have hundreds of marketing or MarTech apps across your tech stack. And then you get to the point where you have so many different HR systems or marketing systems potentially overlapping with each other and or not even being used because you're just adopting so many different platforms that are just so niche and specific. And so I'm curious, do you feel like the same thing is starting to happen with HR where you're starting to adopt so many platforms, but so many of them aren't really used because you never really got the adoption in the first place? What are your take? What is your take and overall thought on that? I think competition is really good, right? The more, the merrier, you know, because we're going to get the best out of the best. And when I think about the technologies that are out there and the ones that are evolving, key difference that I truly see is bigger software vendors like Oracle and Workday, which actually had a history from PeopleSoft, right? So they really have historical knowledge and the business operations and all of those. So it's really not just about the best looking product. It's about data security. It's about employee experience. So, you know, so you could really get an application filled within 10, uh, you know, like a minute, but are you capturing the right things or does that application really integrate with other systems out there those are the holistic approaches that are missing in the newer products, even though they have the best of the best, you know, options, right? But I think, and then if you think about the bigger products, there's just too big where a change, a good enhancement takes forever to happen, you know? So it's it's both, right, in, in terms of the technology out there. So like you mentioned, marketing, it's going to take some time, but we are we are really in a good position overall because in both sides, there's win-win, you know, and the bigger companies are going to either acquire these smaller companies or these smaller companies are going to learn from those. So you're going to see an array of products. They're going to offer same solutions, but at different scale, you know, and the one that really is going to be the most easy to configure, implement, and, you know, and, obviously cheaper, right, those are going to probably appeal to the smaller markets and maybe bigger ones too. But I think that that's what's happening right now with the HR tech side compared to marketing. I love that. This is all very fascinating. I could talk to you about this all day because you know HR tech is near and dear to my heart, but I'm not going to hold you hostage. And so I got one more question for you. If the audience doesn't remember 
anything from this, but they can remember one last thing, what would it be that you would want our audience to remember to make sure that they don't miss this amazing moment that HR tech is having? I would just say that if you are getting into the HR tech space, maybe you're implementing a new product or optimizing an existing one, always think about the employee experience piece and how, as an employee, would it make your day easier? And then the next piece is how well will it fit into the ecosystem within your enterprise? If you can think about those two things, and then I'm going to give you a bonus, which is the data. It should be able to capture data in a way where you can do all sorts of analytics, right? Then you'll be definitely in the right path. And there's no such thing as a perfect solution, but these will definitely make you much more successful uh, if you were to kind of put those uh, in your scope as you're going in that journey. So, Bruce, that, that's, that's my two cents right there. Kamal, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest and for sharing all your wisdom around HR Tech. I learned some stuff from here, from what you were saying, so I know that the audience really appreciated all your wisdom as well. So thanks again for being on the show. Woo! Go Kamal! Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for the opportunity and good luck to you. This is why I say HR Tech is evolving because we didn't have a podcast like this 10 years ago. You know? So <laughs> this is the very reason we're doing this here. There we go. That's awesome. I appreciate the shout out. And so where can people find you and Signify Health online? So you can definitely just uh, look me up on LinkedIn, right, Kamal Pradhan. If you just search my name, um, you'll be able to find me. Or you can go to our website, Signify Health. Let me give you the exact. Um, if you just search for Signify Health LLC, you'll just see one. And we're doing a lot of exciting work for Signify in terms of improving healthcare. And uh, you'll, you'll get to see a lot more once you go to uh, our website, SignifyHealth.com. And it's been it's been really a good opportunity overall, Bruce. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all your contact info in the show notes. So for all of you out there who enjoyed this episode as much as Kamal and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, you Google reviews, wherever you see a review and you want to just say, hey, Employee Cycle Podcast is awesome, just leave it there. It could be a sticky note on your mug. Just say Employee Cycle Podcast was awesome, and we'll know. We'll feel the love. Also, if this is your very first time listening to one of our interviews and that you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.